0: to have good offensive line play uh, and the line really gels. And I think that's, that's what's more important than anything else uh, if, you, if you really want to make a run. You don't get to this level without being confident. They, they understand that, uh, that as long as they're getting the, the good reps in practice, uh, that they'll be out there and, and they'll be fine.
1: Welcome into episode 110 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It's the moment we've been waiting for for so long. Week one in the NFL. The journey to the Super Bowl starts now. The slate's clean. Everyone's O and O. Your destiny is now what you make of it. Months and months of workouts, practice, OTAs, camps. It all comes down to this week to go out there and prove you're the best. Joining me on the pod today, the usual suspects, we've got Vikings.com's Chris Corso, Gabe Henderson, producer Jay Nelson. It's game week, guys. How are we feeling?
2: I'm excited. I'm super excited, and they're kicking it off with a huge game tonight. So for me, Mm -hmm. when I've been seeing everything, there's the anxiety of the week and working through all of our programs, all of our shows, but tonight's game being dallas tampa in tampa is huge and i am super excited for tonight's game
3: yeah i would say the same because last year i wasn't able to experience a normal season opener so this year we're actually on the road so we get the opposing team's fans so it's a different experience so i'm i'm excited about that i mean i'm i'm not anxious yet i maybe ask me that after the podcast but right now i'm feeling good
4: I want to see this offense. I want to see the Vikings offense out on the field. We didn't get to see them all together during the preseason. Dalvin Cook... Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins. Let's see this thing come together. Yeah,
1: a lot of guys we have yet to see on the field this season. Super excited to see a lot of those names, as it's my first season to cover the Vikings, and I can't wait. I'm not going to lie with all the busyness that goes into a game week on our end. I'm really pumped that we don't have this Thursday game. Let it marinate a little bit, mm. get you guys more content out there. There's some exciting things that have been going on this week. We've got an exciting podcast for you today to get you ready for every Everything Sunday. I hope you're ready for some fun, got some games to play. Uh, there's a hint we will close the show with a little themed game that we've got planned up, cooked up for mm. you. We're going to have a lot of fun with that one. I like um, I'm here. And in between all of that, we have a fantastic interview with Vikings legend Robert Smith. He's actually working with the Vikings Entertainment Network this season as an analyst. And obviously, what a treat to have a guy like that to help break down the game. On Sundays. So let's get to it. The Minnesota Vikings hit the road in week one. They open up the 2020 season in Cincinnati against the Bengals' Mike Zimmer's former team. A little bit has been made about that this week. Zim, not so much. You know the kind of guy he is. He says this is his team now. He's really not worried about them Bengals right now, except don't beat them.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But he's actually 5-2 and two in his uh, season openers here in Minnesota.
3: Yeah, and those season openers pretty much are a are, are big test to where you are as a team. All offseason, you have all the talk, all the speculation of, OK, this is what our team is going to be. When snap one comes, that's when we can stop speculating and start reacting. And we know Zimmer, he's been with his team for eight years, so it's not much of a a homecoming for him per se as the media is trying to make it but it makes for a good story right and I think this will make for a good game and I'm sure he has his troops ready I, I'm just I think I'm sorry I told you, you ask me after the podcast if I'm getting anxious and I think I'm getting anxious about the game not this podcast but about the game because these teams are, are fairly even in pretty much every aspect uh, Ben Lieber and I were talking about earlier that earlier this week about it so We'll see how things how things play out and how things shape up because it's gonna be exciting. Gabe's anxiety took like what five minutes at that. <laughs> yeah, that was the
1: fastest <laughs> bout of anxiety I've ever seen happen.
3: Well, I'm I'm operating on three hours of sleep right now.
1: Understood,
2: so. <laughs> understood. I'm, the anxiety of the week is is been bubbling all week for yeah. everybody. Even just walking around the building, you can tell it's week one. Like mm-hmm. guys want to get going with the regular season. We heard it all off season. It's like, yeah, this is the off season, but wait till we get to week one. Mm-hmm. Now it's here, and it's like it's go time, and they all know that. And I think also kind of a little bit of the stink of preseason and going 0-3 for all of them with all the questions that not only in, you know they might have on what's going on, but the public and all the criticism, I think they're ready to go out there and put their best foot forward and just kind of prove to everybody, no, we're fine. We got this, and it's week one against the Bengals, so – like we were talking about before. Yeah, he he might not think about it as much, but you know Zimmer's got a little oh, extra for, sure. for this week going to sense Yeah,
4: okay, I was going to say, you know who's ready to get going? It's Mike Zimmer. I He, he has never had a bad defense until last year. And he admitted, and he said it in the offseason. You've seen a little bit of it in the preseason, not having all the guys out there. Now he's got Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson. All new members of this defensive line that we didn't have last year, he's ready to put it out on the field against a kind of creepily good offense in the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been saying it all week to people. Joe Burrow had a really good season last year before he had that injury. So Tatum, I know you know a lot about Joe Burrow being over there in LSU, but yeah, we're, we're going to preview this matchup here today, but... I'm a little uh, worried about this Cincinnati Bengals offense a little bit. Talk about anxiety. I'm not.
3: You're not at all? I'm worried about their defense more. What about Jamar Chase?
1: Well, we can get into the nitty-gritty in just a second. I have something special planned, so, (laughs) you know, we can go back and forth then. Um, Yeah, so let's start things off. I wanted to get your thoughts, obviously, on specifics about the matchup, Um, but just kind of in a different way this week. I wanted to go around, and we'll start – with, we'll start with Jay right here to my left. Get your thoughts. Um, two things you like and one thing you're nervous about.
2: Uh, I'm going to somewhat piggyback off what Corso is just saying, and for me it's actually D Hunter being back. Having Daniil back on this defense, we know how big of a game wrecker he can be, especially when it comes to putting pressure on the quarterback and getting sacks. I think having Daniil back, if he is as full go as we think or have been told he's supposed to be, he is an absolute game changer and mm-hmm. I am super excited to see what he does this weekend. Uh, second thing, just having football back like I said before, it's there's you know for Thursday night football for the kickoff for the season for the Vikings it's Sunday in Cincinnati. I'm just excited to have real football back with real fans in the stadium and I just want to see what that energy is going to be like. What am I most nervous about? Yep, let's go. Trey Hendrickson
1: mm. Trey <laughs> Hendrickson mm. is
2: my guy on that me. Cincinnati defense that makes me nervous because he is a game wrecker from 2017 to 2019. He had six and a half sacks in 2020. He had 13 and a half sacks. And he is a guy that people are pointing to saying, if you want to see what's potentially going to happen with this Vikings offensive line, watch the matchups with Trey Hendrickson. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that makes me nervous this weekend.
1: All right, Gabe, two Um, things you like. One thing that makes you nervous.
3: One thing that I like is Dalvin cook. Um, We haven't seen him all off season. Uh, We know he's a dynamic back. He, I mean, I think it's what second overall running back on the NFL top 100 this year. Rightfully so, I'm sure he's aiming for that for that number one spot. Um, But Dalvin, I'm just thinking this this is the game that we see him again. Last year, the Cincinnati Bengals defense they gave up um, 90 yards to eight different running backs last year, and I think Dalvin Cook can be that guy that starts that trend again this year. I think he can be a guy that gets 100 yards rushing or, you know, just split the defense. I'm just thinking of Amir Abdullah this offseason. Um, three really good games in, in the preseason. I'm just like, you know, if that was Dalvin Cook, that that 15-yard game turns into 30 yards now. And this we know the Cincinnati Bengals defense is still trying to figure things out. So Dalvin Cook is one thing I like. The other thing I like is this wide receiver unit, the Vikings wide receiver unit against their DBs. Uh, barbecue chicken alert against Mike Hilton. Trey, well, Trey Wayne's, of course, he's not playing. And then Cheeto or like those guys, you know, they they have experience, but they're still trying to figure things out. Also, and then a, a, a new uh, entire, I guess, an entirely new starting secondary than what they had last year. I think that will play into our favor. And I'm just looking at the Eli Apple Adam Thielen matchup alone. Uh, January fifth, 2020. Um, wild card game against the New Orleans Saints Adam Thielen went for seven seven catches and 129 yards and talk about barbecue chicken he made he put him on a on a roaster and slow cooked that thing so I think that'll be part two this week
1: well thanks Dave. now I'm hungry
3: you know it, <laughs> it is early I mean Cincinnati is known for their chili so I don't know maybe my stomach could be hurting but I think Cheeto a Woozy stomach could be hurting also just, just <laughs> running after Adam Thielen. But one thing that makes me nervous, Jay, yeah. you took it from me. So I'm going to go the other side. of. I'm not going to go the other side of the ball. I'm going to go to a different position group. I'm a big Jesse Bates fan. Free safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm interested to see how Tyler Conklin and Chris Herndon will match up against their safeties. Their safeties are their, their two playmakers in their defense. They lead the team in tackles, which doesn't say good things about their defensive line, but – I mean, one-on-ones, we know third downs, they're going to blitz and our corner and our tight ends are going to be one-on-one with their safeties. And of course, Erskine Jr. is not here. So what is Tyler Conklin going to do? What is Chris Herndon going to do? So that's going to be interesting. that's one thing that makes me nervous. I'm sure Clint Kubiak will put him in the right position to, to make plays. But on paper, that's one thing that's standing out to me.
1: Corso, you're up next.
4: I'm really excited about the Eli Apple matchup as mm, well. So, we saw a decent <laughs> amount of Eli Apple. It seemed like Adam Thielen always had his number. I don't know if he's going to guard Justin Jefferson. We'll, we'll take that too. But,
3: barbecue chicken.
4: Um, the other thing I'm really excited about is our 600-pound defensive tackles against the Bengals' offensive line. I think the Bengals' offensive line, I don't want to say too much bad about them right now, but I don't think they're the strongest in the NFL. Um, They just traded one of their uh, starting centers to the New York Giants and Billy Price out of Ohio State. I don't think there's much there for Dalvin Tomlinson and uh, Michael Pierce to really uh, contend with. I think they're going to have a good game in the rushing game against Joe Mixon, and I think they're going to get after the quarterback as well, Tatum. Um, that th- Those are probably the two ones. I, had, I had The Eli Apple thing, that's too easy. Mm. I mean, we're all excited about that. <laughs> I so. mean, though,
1: you do have to think about it this way. <laughs> yeah. Joe Burrow's coming off an injury, an yep. awful-looking injury, yep. and the first defensive line that you're going to face is Hunter, Tomlinson, Pierce, and Wanham. Mm. That's like, a lot say of your firepower. Prayers the night before, you, we didn't you even,
3: know, we need to bring up the depth on our defensive no, line. No, that,
1: yeah, that's exactly right. Crazy. And Sheldon
4: I'm, Richardson's just hanging out, waiting to get out on the field. Coach Zimmer, get me on the field. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's why defensive line. That's why yeah. defensive mm-hmm. line has to be my pick. I have to say the mat. You're, you were talking about matchups, Gabe. I think this is the matchup that we, yeah. we want to see being forced early by Mike Zimmer as well. I want to see him dialing up those, those middle A gap blitzes, let yeah. the linebackers play in space. I want to see Nick Vigil, who's a guest on one of our shows this week, really get involved against his former team. So I want to see the defense. That's, that's what I'm excited about. Nervous about? I'm going to say our O-line. I want to see how this group comes together. We talked about the offense not coming together yet, completely out on the field in the preseason. The O-line's a question mark for me. I want to see what happens in the running game. I think Dalvin Cook will hold his own either way, but I want to see how they do when Kirk Cousins drops back and looks for Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson against those DBs, Tatum. I'm really... that; Those are the two matches. It's one in the trenches, Tatum. That's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking in the trenches.
1: I like that. I like that look. Now, I'm going to go on the outside. I'm super excited to see this combination of Thielen and Jefferson again this season. After you have a rookie record-breaking year, what is next for you? Obviously, we talked... Or you guys were able to talk to Justin Jefferson a lot this week on the Audible and... I think he's confident and I like his confidence. Mm-hmm. So for me, when you look at this duo, when they're both on the field, it's really pick your poison. Thielen's such a vet. Jefferson is quite Phenom. quite good. Yeah. So at this point, who are you gonna get? What are they gonna do? I'm I'm excited to see this first group figure out how they're gonna cover that duo. Um And then I guess my other piece of excitement—I'll kind of piggyback a little bit on your ne- your nervousness. I'm I'm excited to see this offensive line come together because they have no choice. If you're going to give Kirk Cousins enough time, welcome to, to Minnesota, Tatum. <laughs> welcome <you're-> to Minnesota. <laughs> so I've heard. If you're going to give him enough time to make good decisions, which you know he he enjoys. The, a clean pocket. I think that um, I think that's good, and I think with the juice of Brian O'Neill's contract extension, knowing that there's some longevity yeah. on the line, um, will hopefully give them a little extra spark. Mm. Seeing Riley Reef on the other side of things as a, a opponent now instead of a teammate might be like you know, let's prove we can be just as good without yeah. him. You know that kind of mindset. So
3: speaking of Riley Reef, I yeah. know we were talking about. I know we had a a, a lot of entailed conversations off camera before and I was saying I got myself into a rabbit hole just researching the Cincinnati Bengals last night and ran up on an article written by their team reporter. And he says Riley Reef is their best offensive lineman this year.
4: That's, that's, that was my point before, Gabe. I, th- I think we gotta,
3: we gotta get after yeah. Joe Burrow. I yeah. mean, he's gonna be, he's gonna be
4: running for his life. Yeah.
1: yeah was- <laughs> he was sacked, what,
3: 32 times in 10 games I last mean, year? The,
1: you wonder why he got injured. You know, he didn't have the right yeah. protection and he's a bit of a, uh, he's a wild card. Like, mm. he's got athletic ability and he's not afraid to use it. I remember at LSU, he, was asked in a press conference, why don't you slide? Because he was just taking hit after hit after hit. And it just took that one, I think in the UCF bowl game, where he just got smacked. Now, granted, he got back in the game and just lit it up. But like, I think after that, he kind of realized, if I'm going to have a little bit of longevity in my career, I need to start sliding. So I think he learned it the hard way. Not specifically that, but just that how porous their offensive line can be
2: but i think part of it too is like you like the competitive nature if he's on your team on the flip side though coaches and gms and front offices are saying what are you doing you've got to protect yourself better and you know like kirk is one of those guys where he's diving head first and they had to tell him how many times like hey slide to save yourself just so that we need you to stay in this game and i'm sure since he was feeling that that way Mm -hmm. last year once burrow went out the one thing that I always think back to is like RG3's rookie season. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, it up, going crazy, mm-hmm. tears up his knee, and then he's just never fully the same because yeah. he has to change his style. For us this week, we want to beat Joe Burrow. For Joe Burrow's career, I'd like to see him oh, for sure. be there long term. And I think for him that just means he's got to be more comfortable in the pocket. And for the Bengals, that means they have to address that offensive line.
3: Yeah, Pete Burstage did a really good job on Film Room this week, just analyzing Joe Burrow, what mm-hmm. he does with his legs. There's a play where he was eluding tackles. Like, he was literally just running around for his life, like for 10 to 12 seconds. And one guy, I can't think of his name, like, oh, was it the Browns? I think they were playing the Browns. And the guy who actually ended up getting the sack missed the sack three times in that same play and then ended up getting the sack. So,
1: yeah, he's sneaky athletic because yes. you look at him and you don't think he's going to be as quick as he is. Right. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed watching him at LSU. I hope that he has a mediocre game. Yeah, kind of I'm
4: okay business. with that. Just I'm like, Jer- exactly. Justin Jefferson said the same thing. Yes. He's like, we're not teammates yes. anymore, man. I know. I'm exactly. spilling the deets on Joe Burrow. Yeah, <laughs> I think Mike Zimmer took him in the room and was like, tell us about yeah. this quarterback. He, right got, now. he got the
3: T on
1: him. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, we ac- they they signed Jake Browning to the practice squad. That was a move, huh? Yes,
3: yeah, Petty very pretty <laughs> that's right.
1: not what I, that, that wasn't happens, that man. wasn't going to be my nervous point though that's a bill Belichick. i'm not that's nervous about Bell that does.
3: i was waiting for the follow up for that i'm
1: not i'm not nervous <laughs> about not that point noise. no i threw that out there to say that that's not what i'm nervous about i'm a little nervous just about a slow start i i don't think this is the team that you can not that you can afford to do that to because i do think that you can rally back in all those kinds of coach talk this is the Cincinnati Bengals. We need to get a win that first week, and mm-hmm. and after the way 2020 started, nothing could mean more to this team than coming out with some confidence and 0 and three preseason than to just smack the Cincinnati Bengals. You know um, what? I think it's. I'm a dog owner, so I always say like it's inserting your dominance early on like Mm. that. You know, I've got a dog who completely does that. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to like chill. (laughs) Yeah. And so but I think that's important right now to be the dominant team from the get go. Um, I'm nervous that maybe it's going to take us a little bit of time to get that together.
3: Question. Are you the type of dog owner that walks (laughs) in the, the house before your dog walks in? Or do Wait, you let him walk in? But like, So if you open oh up the no, door. Oh, no, we
1: do it together.
3: Oh, okay. Yes,
1: we do it together. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's got to know who's boss. I have I a like
4: female you. dog that tries to assert her dominance. Really? So I know exactly what you're talking about. I
1: will, I will say, though, that one of our dogs was not trained by me. Mm. And she does whatever she wants. And I
3: <laughs> we won't
4: mention
1: any names. My dog, I, on the other hand, is very well-behaved.
3: I have a 20-pound dog boy. that thinks he's 60 pounds. Yes. So... Yeah, I feel what you're saying, but back to the dominance. (laughs)
1: No, but yeah, so uh, yes, I I just, that's what I want to say. And I'm nervous. It's not going to be there just after what we saw in the preseason.
2: If you come out hot and especially against a team that has some question marks, they're Mm -hmm. like, Hey, Joe's back, but what's he going to look like? You know, defensively, Trey Wayne's being gone and some of the other guys in the secondary that people think may be suspect. Mm-hmm. If you're a team that lets them hang around a little bit and they start getting comfortable and realize they're at home and the home fans start you know, putting some extra sauce on it, mm-hmm. like that is the nightmare of what you don't want to do this weekend. Like you're saying, jump out, get a couple scores early, mm-hmm. and then just keep the throttle down and go as much as you can to get the crowd out of the game and to start putting those doubts back in the Bengals' minds. That's what I think needs to happen in order to have a successful start here on Sunday.
1: It's crazy to think that like, we're talking Game Week. How great is that? Mm. And speaking of Game Week, we've got Post Game Live coming up after the game this year. First time that's back, obviously. And uh, this year is really, really exciting because we're going to have guys on the road. Gabe, you'll be on the road Mm -hmm. doing some work for us there. And we'll also have uh, an analyst in studio with me on Sundays. And I am extremely excited to be welcoming Robert Smith to the VEN team. I know that he's got his college football duties on Saturday. We're going to just sit down and have a nice long chat with him about what he expects for this season, how excited he is to be back on this side of things. Because, you know, he is a fantastic college football analyst. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear his NFL takes. Joining the Minnesota Vikings podcast this week is Vikings legend Robert Smith. Thank you so much for being here. We are pumped to have you join VEN, Vikings Entertainment Network, this season as part of our postgame live production.
0: Uh, I can't wait to do it. It's going to be so much fun. I did some of the games a couple of years ago, uh, including the playoffs. Um, um, unfortunately, the loss at the end there to San Francisco, but uh, hope for, hoping for much better things this year.
1: Yeah, and you've got quite the schedule. Calling college games before making your way out here to Egan. That sounds like a heck of a weekend you're going to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, it, but it's fun. I get to go to L.A. to call my games. Uh, we're not... Doing the games on site this year, and as much fun as it is to to go and do it on site, if you're going to be on site somewhere, is not a bad place to do it. And then, of course, it's always great to get back up uh, to the Twin Cities, uh, so I'm excited about it, and plus, you you know, you rack up those uh, frequent flyer miles, oh, yeah. it's nice.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely nice, we'll get you a nice vacay at the end of the, what, 17-week season we got going on now, hopefully longer?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, Robert. Well, I kind of want to start this conversation out the same way we started the podcast with the guys. I wanted to ask you, overall this season, with this 2021 Minnesota Vikings group, I want two things you're excited about and one thing that makes you nervous.
0: Well, the thing I'm excited about is, you know, based on what happened in the preseason and, you know, not, not scoring any points really offensively, Right. Uh, is uh, is to see the starters in there. Um, you know, to see Dalvin Cook and, uh, you know, to see Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And it, it's going to be nice to have those guys back in there. Um, you know, and of, of course there were a lot of a lot of starters missing on the defensive side of the ball. You know, particularly with Peterson and Harrison out, and uh, you know not having not having the linebacking core. Um, but you know, to that to that same point, uh, what makes me nervous is you know what we did see uh, from the offensive line in in, in the preseason. Um, that's that's got to be a concern. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Christian Darasaw gets healthy, you know, nothing against Rashad Hill, but, you know, I don't, I don't think he's a, a an elite starter, uh, in the NFL. And, um, you know, that, uh, Udo, Udo, Udo did great at that right guard spot. Hopefully he continues to improve. Uh, and the line really gels. And I think that's, that's what's more important than anything else. You know, and speaking to some of my former teammates that were linemen, uh, you know, the number one thing is, uh, the offensive line operating as a unit, a cohesive unit that identifies everything the same way immediately knows when to pass off blocks, and uh, obviously is, is able to both run and pass protect. So uh, that's gotta be an area of concern though. We need to, we need to have good offensive line play uh, if you, if you really want to make a run.
1: Yeah. Before I get that second thing you're excited about, I did want to ask about that matchup with, Rashad Hill and Cincinnati defensive end Trey Hendrickson. Producer Jay Nelson is here helping me with the buttons of this show on the podcast. And that was actually his matchup. He was most excited to see was Hill versus a guy like Hendrickson, who's coming off a career year down in New Orleans now at Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a great week one matchup for Rashad Hill and a, a, a really good test for him. And, you know, the, the, offensive line, particularly at, at, at left tackle. I mean, uh, guys have to be so good with their feet and particularly in a matchup like this, you know, with the athletic, uh, ends like that, that can rush hard upfield, cut back up underneath. And I think that's the, that's the thing that, um, you know, linemen really need to focus on, you know, kind of how they balance, how they use, they f- use their feet, uh, and, and how they use their hands in combination. So, uh, that's going to be a great test, Week One.
1: Yeah, you mentioned athletic ends, and and we've watched the Vikings pick up some pretty impressive guys this off season on the defensive side of things. And then you've got Daniil Hunter back in the mix, DJ Wanham earning the other starting spot on the opposite side, you know, it, with a front like that as a former running back, is that scary? Like they just seem scary big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, as a running back, you're never scared of of any group that you Fair face. Enough. And, you know, you have, you have, you have confidence in your own offensive line and your ability to, uh, to do what you need to do, and uh, you know my my game wasn't trying to run big players over. It was trying to avoid them uh, whenever possible. <laughs> yeah. and if if you if you do make contact, make contact with the prop, proper leverage, with the with the proper shoulder pad angle, so that uh, you can uh, not present them a, a, a good target to hit. And if they do hit, that uh, you've got proper leverage and body lean to be able to turn the legs and get, get some extra yardage.
1: So, you know, we're going to have you on for a post game live. We're really excited to have that happening directly after the game this season. You're here for a handful of contests. Unfortunately, we don't get to have you for a pregame show every week. So I kind of wanted to get this week, maybe your three keys to a Vikings victory, as type of a as a pregame setup for us.
0: Yeah, well, I think again, you know, going back to that line play that's going to be crucial, and uh, when um, you, you you do get that protection, you you've got to get some separation uh, at the wideout spot, and that's something that you didn't you didn't really see uh, in 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 the preseason. Um, the, Guys further down the roster just weren't able to get the separation that we've seen with Justin Jefferson and with Adam Thielen in particular. Uh, so those would be the first two keys. And on the defensive side of the ball, again, uh, because so many players were missing, it's kind of getting those guys back in uh, and, and making sure that the communication uh, is good. Because when you're at a road game like that in, in particular – Um, communication, especially verbal communication, um, can still happen. Uh, You know, I know last year uh, without fans in the stands, you know, normally the home defense is at a disadvantage because they, they really can't hear each other. Um, because the opposing offense has all the noise of that stadium, and um, you know on on the road you do have that luxury. So uh, if if you're able to hear each other, you need to be able to communicate effectively and properly.
1: You mentioned a rough go at the preseason a couple of times, and and you know we do realize we didn't see our starters out on the field, but as as a player or as a starter. Coming in with you know no preseason or an underwhelming preseason, how does that have an effect on a player's mindset?
0: Well, I don't think most veteran players are, are concerned about that because you understand that the, you know the starters aren't in there. Um, I've seen it both ways, where you've had some good preseason performances and and, and it takes you into the season feeling well, but I think I, you know, you don't get you don't get to this level without being confident uh, and without knowing what you're doing. And so uh, those guys have, have been around for a while. And, of course, last year uh, played without a preseason at all. That's right. Uh, so they, they understand that uh, that as long as they're getting the, the good reps in practice, uh, that they'll be out there and, and they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, they may actually know a little bit better what that is like just to come out and start a season. I mean, and, and that goes back to their college days as well, because you don't get that fortune. We see that happen in college football all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's, it's something that, uh, something that uh, they're very familiar with because, uh, you know, even when they did play in the preseason, you play maybe one or two series. Mm-hmm. And even if things don't go um, uh, perfectly in that time, you just understand that it's preseason, it's warm ups. Uh, and, but now when the, when you've got that full week of preparation, when you're preparing, uh, for one team, cause in training camp, you do so many things. Now you do start some preparation later in the week for that other team, but, uh, it's just not the same. It's a different mentality in training camp. and There are a lot of other things that you're trying to do. There are a lot of players that aren't necessarily going to be playing that are getting reps. So now all the starters get the reps that they're supposed to get, uh, and, and the full week of preparation.
1: Robert, do you think fans truly understand what it's like to be a player who spent his entire offseason working for this part of the year and it finally being that game week and all of the anticipation and anxiety leading up to it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think, I think there are a lot of things that uh, you know people that haven't played the game, uh, particularly at the highest level, don't really understand uh, exactly what it is that you're talking about right there because, I mean, it's what you do. Um, it's, it's not only your livelihood, it's your passion. Uh, and, and you prepare all of that time. And I think that's why it becomes so important. The longer you're in the league, you really understand how attention to detail uh, becomes so important because you, you know there are only a few plays that end up, in general, deciding a game, uh, whether it's some, some big play or some bad play. And those are, those are usually caused by one or two people taking an improper step, taking an improper angle, uh, not using the right form in tackling, not using the right form in blocking, uh, an, an, an interception or a fumble, things like that. So uh, it, it, it all comes down to the way that you prepare uh, mentally uh, and then going out there and physically executing everything. And, and yes, it's, it's, there's definitely some excitement more than anxiety, um, but it's, it's the game that you love. And you love the opportunity to go out there and uh, show people uh, what it is that you've worked so hard to prepare for.
1: And I know Vikings fans are just waiting in hot anticipation for this season to kick off. A lot of high expectations, a lot of excitement here in the Twin Cities as the Vikings kick off the 2021 football season on Sunday. And, of course, after the game, you can catch our podcast podcast guest Robert Smith alongside me for post-game live. I promise I'll be able to put that out without stumbling by Sunday. I guess I need to go get more practice (laughs) reps in or something. So, (laughs) oh, thank you so much for being here, Robert, and we'll see you very soon.
0: That sounds good. Thanks, (laughs) Dan.
1: Love having Robert Smith on the Minnesota Vikings podcast today. And of course, you can catch him on our post-game live show on Sundays. We're so excited to have him join the Vikings Entertainment Network team. You can catch that show following each and every game this year on all of the Vikings' digital and social channels. The 2021 NFL offseason is finally over. And now it's about which team can win enough games to sit the Lombardi Trophy throne. In the spirit of a certain popular television show on a three-letter network, we've got our own game going on here on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. And that's the game of firsts. Football is coming. All right, so the rules are pretty simple on this, guys. Like a hot breath of a dragon. We all know those Targaryen beasts. Except Gabe, who didn't watch the show. The answer. An <laughs> Gabe, you never
4: saw Game of Thrones. I've never man, seen an the- episode of Game of Thrones. Oh be be right my here, god, you love it! <laughs> I have an off-season activity for you, but let's like let's let you. No, say you're good. You're good. Well, I, I like
1: the rapid pace of this because, like the hot breath of a Targaryen dragon, they're going to be rapid pace. I want like huh. quick answers. We'll go around the table. So let the games begin. All right, Jay, who's going to get the first first down?
2: Dalvin,
4: Kirk. <laughs> Ooh, now I'm, my my brain just they I just had a Dalvin brain fart. And Kirk. Okay, I'll say Justin Jefferson.
1: <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna go with with Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen first touchdown of the year.
4: Adam Thielen, Dalvin, C.J. Ham. I'm going Tyler Conklin. There you go.
1: I think he's gonna come out and just make a statement.
4: Fullback dive for me. Fullback mm. dive.
1: I like it. I like it.
4: Tight end dive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: no, we're not, I don't, I don't know. That, that man's tall. That's like more of just like a high dive. <laughs>
4: he kind of looks like Drago from uh, Game of Thrones. He could totally
1: ty- be somebody on Game of Thrones, <laughs> exactly. right? I think he would be one
4: uh, a- of... Dothraki. Dothraki. <laughs> Dothraki. Yes. Dothraki, yes, yes. That's why I, I said Drago. Yeah, I don't
2: Dothraki, know yeah. He's a Dothraki. That's his name, right?
1: Dothraki, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. what it is, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. We're that's just nerding out over here, don't mind that's us. That's what
3: it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: okay. Uh first interception of the year, Jay.
2: I'm going uh, Ben Lieber's take from yesterday, Brashad Burlin, that uh he's gonna try and dog out right away and just mm. jump on everybody. Hitman. I'm going hitman.
4: Mackenzie Alexander.
2: Ooh. Sweet. I was revenge. gonna
1: say Xavier Woods. There you go. There we go. First f- or who forces the first fumble, Jay?
2: Daniil. He's my guy. He's who I'm watching this weekend, Daniil. Hitman.
3: <laughs>
1: Jeez, <just> I, <laughs> I
4: guess Harry, you saw Harrison the hitman. Harry could have a huge game. So I think, Justin Jefferson was wearing a hitman hat. Is
3: yeah, that why you're just repeating
1: I just hitman? think
3: Harrison Smith is
1: the <laughs> best safe, safety safe, in the NFL. Safe bets. No, I'm just yeah, it, seriously, I mean, no hot takes here. I no, I just made a hot yeah. take.
0: It's
3: the best safety
4: in the NFL. <laughs> I'll go DJ Wanham. Well, little Iron Rogers play that he made there against Green Bay. I, I see that happening in this game.
1: After I was gonna go want him too, Chris, after Patterson declared him as the outright starter, had a great off season. I was gonna say want two. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow since I'm I'm the maker of this game, I'm gonna allow myself a repeat.
4: Are you the Cersei of this game? Is I guess that- so. <laughs> Who knows? Oh boy.
1: I know, right? No, d- are no. you good or bad? <laughs> isn't but isn't that isn't that part of the whole show? Are that is we correct. Evil? I guess. Nobody, right. Nobody's
2: good. Nobody's bad. Speaking
1: Everyone's of bad. good, who's gonna get the first gritty of the year?
2: I mean, there's the obvious answer, but right. after the social media post that went the other day from signing his uh, contract, I'll say Brian O'Neill again.
1: <laughs> Love it.
2: <laughs>
3: oh man, I think it's JJ. Or or Jamar Chase. No,
1: you're good. Yeah. Oh, I'm joking. That's a curveball. I'm going
3: with number eight
4: i Kirk Cousins. Kirk's going to do it. I think he'll gritty one I more time I think Chris is us. looking
1: at my notes. <laughs> Did, well, Justin no Jefferson, uh, that's the I was only way he can do I was, was going to say, if, if Kirk runs in the first touchdown of the year <laughs> oh, or something like that, yeah. he's going to do it. He's going to gritty whether on all
4: the haters.
3: Whether it's pretty or not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's very, very strategic.
1: The Vikings defensive line left several debts to pay with a franchise low in sacks. And we know a Mike Zimmer defense always pays its debts. So who gets the first sack?
2: For me, Deniel's the Lannister, and that he's going to do. Like I said before, with him forcing first fumble, strip sack, Deniel Hunter.
1: Sweet.
3: Everson Griffin.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah, I think. Wow, I think he, he
3: picks up. After, oh, he so picks much up. for no hot takes. The Chiefs I mean, he was the only player in the Chiefs game with his. Well, I guess the first player with a sack in the Chiefs. I guess he sure. was the first player all preseason with a sack for us this there year. There you sure. go. Yeah. Ev, I'm sticking with it now.
4: I'm sticking with DJ Wanham. I think the the fumble, everything might happen on the same play.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with a wild card. I'm going to have Pierce. I know mm. that that's not very common. It's not really supposed to happen, but I have a good feeling about this Match up this, yeah, I do. I do. So.
3: You threw it up for
1: me. I did. That's good. That's fine. It's totally fine.
4: <laughs> Gabe doesn't have any Game of Thrones jokes yeah, so for I'm us. Just, so. Yeah, I
3: just,
1: <laughs> I just got a couple softballs and I'm here. All right, last one. Of course, you, gotta, you need a young wolf to unite the team in victory. So the final first in the game of first, who will get the first game ball?
2: Uh, I'm going with the old wolf of Adam Thielen. I think uh, he's going to have a big matchup this weekend. We talked about that a little bit earlier, I
3: think. Phelan's my guy to possibly get the first game ball of the year. Uh, I'm going Mike Zimmer.
1: Nice. It's he's he's giving time, the game yeah. ball
3: to himself? Yeah, I mean, I think the players are giving the game ball. Oh, like First good, game good back. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, the defense has just a monster performance today that's exactly yeah, the you, right you got to give it to for him. For sure.
4: I'm going to go uh, off topic here for my DJ Wanham take. I think Zimmer's all excited about number 99 coming back, and I could so easily see Zimmer going, all right, 99, here's the game ball. That might happen. Watch out, Jay. Uh
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, for me I I not that I ever said his name once in this game of first, but I wrote down Harrison Smith because I think if he has a stellar game after his extension, I think all the good favor is in his uh in his back pocket and um he might be, you know, like the chosen one of the game. All so. right, so
3: let me paint a picture for you because I said Harrison Smith is going to get the first interception and the first forced fumble, right? That's
1: definitely game ball worthy.
3: He's getting the game ball and then giving it to Zimmer.
1: Okay, there you go. That's the what, I, I don't that's have any what a, That's Game what's, what's called Thrones. a compromise.
3: See? I love it. Game oh, of Thrones,
4: decide. everybody's going for that game ball. No one's <laughs> giving it up. That's true. That's
3: true. I think the
2: answer is whoever gets the game ball has to watch their back because everyone's coming to take it. That, that's <laughs> what, I, that's <laughs> what I was thinking,
4: Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
1: appreciate you guys for playing Three Eyed Raven with me today. This is only the beginning, and we hope that the Vikings 2021 20, season ends better than the last season of that said show that we've been talking about. Obviously, epic to watch. And let's see who wins the real game of firsts after the vikings kick off the season sunday against the Bengals. we have a little bit of housekeeping to get to before we close out on the podcast because it's been a really exciting week of content here at the vikings entertainment network and so i'm going to start with gabe on this one and the kickoff of the audible which will be happening every week tell the tell the people a little bit about what to expect
3: so the Audible is a player-driven podcast that we will do. It'll air on Thursday nights on KFAN and Friday nights on Fox 9. So Justin Jefferson is the player host today. We have a special guest each week, and the special guest is Jordan Jefferson, his brother. So Ben Lieber and I were co-hosting that podcast. Mm-hmm. Ben Lieber, um, we made a few jokes about how why he had to leave and he wasn't there to interview Justin with me. But Ben Lieber and I will be interviewing a player host Uh, each week and then that player host will have a guest so it'll be like three guys four guys just talking ball talking life and this week is jj we talked about just being the younger brother and jordan gave us a few stories about jj that about justin that many vikings fans or any many people don't know about so every single week this year the audible next week is michael pierce we'll have some more special guests for you so stay tuned
1: so i have a question is michael pierce's special guest princeton there you go. Mm.
3: Wouldn't
1: that be a good one? Yeah. I think if gotta... anyone's wondering, Princeton is Michael Pierce's dog.
3: Have we done a Purple Pups in the studio?
1: I don't know, but I'm just saying, I think that would be a nice little that would be. ring to it.
4: We did hear yeah. Jordan Jefferson had a dog. I heard a little bark yeah. that I tried to edit out of the show last <laughs> night, but it was not. Jay, I couldn't get that I one out. I think they
3: have a uh, German Shepherd. Because Justin Jefferson did. They're uh, living did like together. some, yeah, so, yeah, some yeah. kind of Purple Pups last year, and gotcha. the German Shepherd was.
1: Okay. So. All right. Well, Chris, uh, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but there's another edition of Vikings Vantage out this week. So tell us a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, really excited this season. We have Nick Vigil on the first episode of the Vikings Vantage, obviously, the former Cincinnati Bengal, and Mike Zimmer on X's and O's this week. Compared Vigil to the late Chad Greenway of this Vikings roster. So I'm very excited to have him on. I know he's a big-time Minnesota guy now, being here for a little bit, hunting and doing things like that in the offseason. So really excited about the show, uh, along with Gabe this year, and uh, it should be a fun little preview to the game coming up.
1: Awesome. Well, of course, don't forget the Ready, Set, Glow at TCO 5Ks on September 18th. You can sign up for that online at vikings.com. And... As I mentioned, stay tuned all week long, especially on Sunday for all of the Vikings content on all of our social channels, including post-game live with Robert Smith. We're super pumped about that one. Week one kicks off Sunday at noon from Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio, where the Vikings take on the Bengals and game day live starting at 10 a.m. on Fox 9. And stay tuned to KFAN for all your Vikings game day coverage over the airwaves. For Chris Corso, Gabe Henderson, and Jay Nelson, I'm Tatum Everett. Thank you for tuning in to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And happy game week, guys. Skull Vikings. Let's go.